Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith and Merry Christmas, everyone. You've got me today. Um, I want to share with you just some memories of Christmas, what Christmas means to me, and just give you some encouragement today. Um, Christmas can be a really rough time for some people, especially those who have lost a loved one recently. It's their first Christmas without them. Um, you know, they've had a setback. There's, there's all sorts of things that could be going on this time of the year. But I do want to encourage you with the word. So I want to start out with the word this morning, tonight, or in the afternoon, whenever you're listening. It's taken from the book of John, chapter 1, verse 14. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son, Jesus Christ. You know, I cannot imagine where I would be right now without Jesus. Um, I really can't. I can't imagine how I would handle those really tough circumstances that pop up in life out of nowhere. Without him, I don't know how I would get through a day. I'm just being real with you. Maybe some of you have heard my story. Maybe some of you haven't of how I accepted Christ in my life. And I won't get into that right now, but I was 26 years old. I have not looked back or regret it, not one day, not one second, that I accepted Jesus into my life. I have looked forward, you know, at His grace and His mercy. And, you know, I'm a Christ follower. I wouldn't even put a certain denomination on me. I want to follow Jesus. I want to please him. I want to follow his word and what his word says. And I do know when I first started reading his word, when I was 26 years old, I was shocked. I had never read his word before. And when I read the four gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I got to know who Jesus is and what he means to all of us. So, yes, it's important to celebrate Jesus during this time of the year. You know, Jesus most likely was not born in December, and many historians uh, will tell you that, and, and I agree. It was probably 
in the fall um, or later summertime, but it, th- that really doesn't matter because back in those days, they did not record birthdays. They did not celebrate birthdays. Um, so there's many people who think that we should not celebrate the birth of Christ, but I would ask you, do you celebrate your own birthday? Do you celebrate a relative's birthday? If you have a child, do you celebrate that child's birthday and why? Because it was a precious gift to you, right? A gift of life. Well, I believe that Jesus Christ is the best gift ever given to us. So we celebrate him. I I just want to start off with, you know, what Christmas means to me and, and kind of how it's transitioned through the years and then definitely give you more scripture. But I do remember I have very vivid memories of my childhood and, and my favorite part of my childhood was Christmas. My mother and father did not put presents under the tree until we were in bed on Christmas Eve night. Now, what they did have under the tree, and we always had a live tree. It's almost as if I can smell that evergreen right now. I can just smell it. Um, You could smell it throughout the whole house. But they put the nativity right underneath the tree with Mary and Joseph and and shepherds and the sheep and a few farm animals. And then the wise men, um, I remember my father put them pretty far away from the nativity and I was always wanting them close up. So I would move them and my dad would say they didn't come until two years later. And, and that's one thing he did tell me. And, uh, he always you know, made light of it and tried to make me laugh and said the wise guys didn't come right when Jesus was born. So um anyway, that's just a childhood memory. We all have our own memories. Some people do not have good memories at Christmas. They didn't have that family time. They didn't have that warm, fuzzy, you know, walking into a room where there's a tree with lots of presents. But I will tell you, you don't have to have all that. You only need Jesus. He is the only one who can satisfy your soul. He will never disappoint you. He is always available to you 24-7. You don't have to wait weeks in advance to make an appointment with him. All you have to do is call upon his name and say, Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart come into my life. You know, there's a verse in John uh, chapter three, verse 16, and it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's very simple to accept Jesus into your heart. Just get real, you know, just get real with yourself And speak to God, just like you're having a conversation with a very good friend. Just be open and honest with him. You don't have to get ready for him. He will meet you right where you're at. And so I want to get back to 
Christmas, kind of how it progressed for me, when I started having my own children, I wanted to do the same thing that my parents had done for me. So I made Christmas, you know, a big deal, but I always centered it around Christ, even when I was not a Christian. And and that's kind of ironic, but I learned that from my father with the nativity set. I always had a nativity set. Um, and then when I had nothing, you know, as a single mother and, and, you know, was a divorced woman, um, I became even closer to Christ and centered all of Christ. Christmas on Jesus and taught my children the same thing. And yes, there, there were presents, but I couldn't afford to buy my children presents. There were people that stepped up and provided for my children. And that, that was many years ago, but I will never forget the kindness of other people. You know, the word says it is more blessed to give than to receive. And you'll find that in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 35. And um, when I received gifts from people, it's hard for a gift giver to receive. But when I did, I felt the love of Christ. Uh, there's nothing like it. And when I give, I, I feel the love of Christ because we're supposed to give to one another. It doesn't have to be something material. It can be your time. It could be a listening ear. It could be, you know, what did Jesus do? He spent time with people, didn't he? He listened to them. He prayed with them. He encouraged them. And so that's a gift that each one of us can give. And so as the years progressed, and I remarried, um, Christmas got real big and, uh, it got really big because there were a lot of children, seven children and oh my goodness gracious, there were presents everywhere. But again, I always centered on the reason that we celebrate Christmas and it's because of Christ. So we're going to take a quick break right here. We'll be back with more Shape by Faith. Stay tuned. Individual. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Shape by Faith and Merry Christmas, everyone. Okay, so I was talking about Christmas and, and how the uh, different seasons in my life progressed. And I was talking about as, you know, um, a single mother, what that was like. And, and then I remarried a God-fearing man. And um, if anyone's out there listening... I'm going to tell you right now, you may not think there's any person for you or you may have been disappointed in other people in your life. But I will tell you this, if in your heart you have a desire to be married, you pray, you pray. Do not let your past 
interfere with God's blessings in your life. You pray and you ask the Lord. I prayed for almost five years for a God-fearing husband, and and the Lord answered my prayers. And, And I'm here to tell you, he will answer your prayers. Do not give up on hope, but don't live in your past. Just because someone treated you badly, you feel like you never want to get married again or never, you know, give another person another chance. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. Look forward. Give your past to Christ. Okay, and when you do that, you become a new creation through him. You're not that same person and you're not going to live in the past. You know, God has given each of us a gift or I would say, you know, he's given us several gifts from his great variety of spiritual gifts. And his word says to use them well to serve one another. You'll find that in first Peter chapter four, verse 10. Um, I'm going to read, you know, some scripture about, about the gifts that the Lord has given us. Okay. So I want you to pay close attention here. And I'm reading from first Corinthians chapter seven. Um, and I'm going, um, through one through 11 to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good for to one is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit to another is given faith by the same spirit to another is given healing by the one spirit to another person the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of tongues and to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each individual as he wills. You know, we can't force a gift. We can't say that person has that gift, so I'm going to take it and I'm going to claim it. We can't conjure up spiritual gifts only through the Holy Spirit. Can we be given gifts and through God and through Christ, right? They are the ones that hand out the gifts. And it's for us to use them well, to serve one another. That's what the word says. So we should be serving one another with the gifts that we've been given. Um, you know, when you go to the book of Matthew chapter two, um, you read, Where is he who's been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So this verse is talking about the three kings. Do you remember the three kings that bring the gifts? Their gifts were very significant. Okay, so these three wise men, they were speaking with Herod about Jesus being born. And granted, they may have visited with Herod, but it, doesn't appear when you read the word that they were worshiping Herod. They were saving their worship for Jesus. So we must be mindful of the kings in our lives, those those kings that take priority and what are we doing with them and who are we worshiping? You know, in the book of Matthew, when we get to verse 9, it says, after listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they'd seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, 
they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Pay attention to this, the gifts that they gave him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And and these gifts are so significant. Throughout the Old Testament, gold is recognized as a gift that's fit for a king. Not only did gold provide the honor Jesus was worthy to receive, but it was also practical, providing resources for expenses for the family. It helped Mary and Joseph. Frankincense, it's used during worship, and it's specifically mentioned in Exodus chapter 20, verse 34. Jesus lived the perfect life, and his holiness made him the perfect sacrifice to atone for our sin. So many times in the Old Testament, God shows his displeasure to incense being offered to other gods because he is the one and only true God. And then we go on to myrrh. While myrrh can be used as a medicine, in biblical times, it was often used for embalming. In Jesus' case, to be given myrrh as a baby emphasizes that his purpose for coming to live like us was to be the sacrifice for our sins. Isn't that amazing? I mean, God lined up everything. He always does, and he always will. And so one of the things daily I think about is, Lord, help me to be in alignment with your will. Father, help me to be your light as I go out. Father, forgive me for those many times that I don't act like I should act and I don't say what I should say and my attitude stinks. Lord, forgive me. You know, life is rough at times. It is. Let's, let's just be honest about this. It's, it's rough, but think about the ministry of Jesus. Think about what he went through. Think about the sacrifice he made for you and for me so that we could live a life, uh, abundantly on earth and in heaven in a life with freedom. Think about that. The greatest gift ever. Um, you know, people are people, right? People say the darndest things. And I believe, especially during this time, the enemy, um, Satan is strongly at work. And because he knows his time is short and he tries to distract us, he'll use anything and anyone to distract you from God's plan. And he'll use things and he'll use circumstances and he'll use your past. You know, he'll keep cropping it up until you push it down and say, no more. You know, when people have said things to me before, you know, a lot of times people say things and and they have well-meaning, but sometimes it's not. In my heart, I will say I do not receive those words. I do not receive those. And I've even said those out loud before. Like, I do not receive those. And so I do the same when it comes to depression and anxiety. And I'm like, I do not receive depression. You stay away from me. And I make myself get in the word. Because when you're starting to feel low and down, 
Sometimes you don't want to read the word. Sometimes you don't want to pray. You just want to uh, lick your wounds, uh, <laughs> you know, and you just want to marinate in your depression and anxiety. And I'm speaking about myself, but I've learned do not stay there. You get out of that because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And that's Jesus. Jesus will help you with anything and everything. And he came to save you and he came to save me. And we're supposed to be living as children of the Most High God. So uh, let me take a break right here. We'll be back with more Shape by Faith. Stay tuned. I lo- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Merry Christmas! Okay, so in this last segment, I was talking about um, how we can sometimes get depressed and be anxious. And I want to encourage you with these scriptures, okay? It says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. You're going to find that in the book of Psalms, chapter 34, verse 17. In Isaiah 41.10, it says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety and worries on him because he cares for you. And I love this one. Matthew 11, verse 28, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that's peace. You know, let the peace of Christ in your hearts today. And how do you do that? You don't just say, oh, I I wish I had the peace of Christ. You, Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm desperate for you. Lord, please forgive me of the times that I've tried to handle things on my own or I've tried to figure things out, and I'm not supposed to be doing that, Father. You paid the price for all of that and so much more. So, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Father. Please grant me your peace, and please renew my mindset through you, Jesus Christ. And so it's just a simple conversation with God or it could be, you know, more involved if you wanted it to be. But I like to keep things simple and I like to go to God with childlike faith, just trusting him, just just believing him. I don't have anything to lose. I've been there and done that on the other side of not living for Christ. And it doesn't work out. It's messy and it's sloppy. But when you live for Christ, it doesn't mean you're not going to have any problems because you will. 
but it means you can handle them because God is showing you a way through those problems and he will sustain you and he will give you direction and he will give you that holy tenacity that you're going to need. You know, disappointments are a part of life, but God never, ever disappoints. You know, his word in Psalms 30, chapter 11 says, You have turned my grief and my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of despair and clothed me with joy. Psalm 42 says, He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire, and He set my feet on solid ground. God will do that for you. Are you, are you in a pit? Do you feel stuck? Cry out to God. Say, God, I need you. I need your help, Father. Or maybe you're a follower of Christ and you're just feeling really low and down. Maybe, maybe you're grieving. Maybe you lost a loved one and this is your first Christmas without them. God, please help me. Please sustain me. Father, I need your joy in my heart because I'm not feeling it right now. God understands grief. Jesus went through it. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's Psalm 73, 26. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's Nehemiah eight ten. You know, when you're not feeling that joy, when you're not feeling that peace, when you feel discombobulated, when you feel like your whole world is turning upside down, the Lord says, be still, be still, my child, and know that I am God. Be still, quiet your thoughts, quiet your actions, come before me, come before me and let me love on you, child. You know, you can't disappoint God to the point where he doesn't love you anymore. God will always love you regardless of what you do, whether you follow him or not. But he would rather you come to him so that he can help you, so that he can heal your wounds, so that he can grant you the peace that transcends all understanding. That baby Jesus that came into the world just looking like an ordinary baby, but was fully human, but also fully God. He's fully God. And, and he lived like us. He knows. He knows what we're going through. And he wants you to come to him. His word says, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. Keep your eyes focused on me, and I will grant you peace. Now, I'm paraphrasing that scripture. There, There is a scripture that says, don't look to the left, don't look to the right, but look straight ahead, maintaining your focus on Christ. When you do that, you will have the peace that transcends all understanding, and you will be able to rest in Christ. 
I want to pray us out. And I just wish all of you a Merry Christmas. And um, going into this new year, let's just come before God and say, Lord, here I am. Show me your way. Lord, I thank you for all the listeners out there. I pray blessings upon them. I pray that you would heal them. I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that you would sustain them, grant them visions and dreams. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Everyone have a blessed day. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit ShapeByFaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the Cabinet Doors and More Studio, this is... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.